Yo, today's QOD is you don't have the right to be anything else but the best you can be. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got Jim Stovall on the show. Today, he's going to share a really, I don't know what to call it, a moving story about making a decision to change your life by changing your mind and not accepting mediocrity. Jim Stovall's coming up. And one of the questions I've been asked more than any other is, Jim, out of all the people you've met, the movie stars, the athletes, the politicians, who has impacted your life the most? And there is one guy that's impacted my life more than any other, and I kind of want to introduce you to him as I close today. When I was 17 years old, I was getting ready to go to college, and as many of you remember, one of the things you have to do when you go to college is fill out a lot of paperwork. They want to know everything about you. And part of this paperwork required you to get a physical exam. Now, when I was 17, I couldn't imagine, why do I got to get a physical exam to go to college? Now that I'm on the board of several universities, I understand. You see, they want to make sure you're healthy so you don't die before you pay off your student loans. (laughs) That's right. It's very important to colleges and universities today. Well, part of this physical exam they wanted me to get had this little card attached to the bottom of it. It said, routine eye test. Never forget that, the routine eye test. So I take it into our family eye doctor, and you guys know how it works. They put the drops in your eyes, and they shine the light in there, and you read the chart. And I was about ready to go when a second doctor comes in, and he puts his drops in there and shines his light in there, and I had to read his chart. And then a third guy shows up, and he ran a couple of more tests. And then the three doctors kind of had a huddle over in the corner. They were talking about this. And finally, the three doctors took me down a long hall, and they sat me down, and they said, Jim, we're not sure why, and we're not sure when, but we do know that someday you're going to be totally blind, and there's not one thing we can do about it. And your whole world just stops. I didn't know what I was going to do. So I just went into my famous denial phase. I just acted like it was never going to happen because I couldn't deal with it. You ever know anybody, they can go about 80 miles an hour straight toward a brick wall and they act like nothing bad is ever going to happen in their life. Well, that was me. Had a marvelous capacity for burying my head in the sand, so I just went on to college. Now, near where I went to college, there is a school for blind children. And to this day, I don't know what my motives were. I don't know if I was trying to make a deal with God or help out or learn more about it or what. But I went over to this school for blind children, and I met with the principal. And I said, look, I'm 17 years old. I have no background, no training, no experience in working with blind kids. But I'd like to teach here. Well, you can imagine how excited they were to see me. Oh, yeah, here's the guy we've been looking for right here. But they did say, Jim, if you're really serious about this, we do have one kid you can kind of work with one-on-one. 
Well, I said, I was kind of thinking of having my own class, actually. And they said, Jim, you either work with this one kid or you get out of here. I said, okay, what do I teach this kid? And they said, Jim, that's just it. Christopher is four years old. He's totally blind. He has a lot of other physical problems. And we have determined, we have determined that he's never going to grow or learn or advance or develop any more than he already has. So what we want you to do is keep him quiet and keep him away from the other kids so at least they can learn their lessons because Christopher will never learn any more than he already has. Ladies and gentlemen, don't you ever forget that we always, we always live up to the expectations we have of ourselves or those expectations that we allow other people to place upon us. Thank you. The only training they gave me to work with this poor kid was two things. They said, Jim, you've got to keep his shoes tied. We're afraid he's going to trip on a shoelace and hurt himself. And the other thing is, you've got to keep him away from the stairs. Very hard for blind people to climb stairs. We're afraid he's going to fall down the staircase and hurt himself. Other than that, we don't care what you do. Just keep him quiet so the other kids can learn their lessons. Well, that first day, I went out to meet Christopher. And he was very, very small, much smaller than you would expect a four-year-old child to be. And he was totally blind, and he had a lot of other problems. And I said, young man, before I leave here, no matter how many days or weeks or months or years it takes, you are at least going to learn how to tie your shoes and climb the stairs. And he said, no, I can't. And I said, yes, you can. And he said, no, I can't. And I said, yes, you can. And he said, no, I can't. And if you've ever spent any time with a four-year-old, <laughs> you know, they can do that all day long. I had never experienced anything quite like that. <laughs> no, I can't. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Where are you right down? Well, I began going to the university every day, and then every afternoon I would spend with Christopher learning how to tie our shoes and climb the stairs. Then it happened. I finally hit the wall. I couldn't see to get around on my own anymore. I couldn't read anymore. I didn't know then what you know right now. I didn't know I could exercise my right to choose and make a quality decision and change my life by changing my mind. I would have given a million dollars that day to know what you know right now, because it's been worth a lot more than that to me in every area of my life. But I didn't know that, so I prepared to do the only thing I did know how to do, which was quit. That's what I was good at then. I had a Ph.D. in quitting. In fact, folks, most of you, I don't know your names. I don't know where you're from. I don't know the challenges and the obstacles and the barriers that you face in your world, in your business, in your career, in your personal life. But there's one thing I know about you and your big dream. There's one thing I know about that better than you know about yourself. And that is quite simply this. When it comes to that big dream, the biggest one you ever had inside of you, it is always too soon to quit. You think you've tried everything, you think you've thought of everything, you think you're at the end of your rope. You're not even close and I hope that enough challenges and obstacles and barriers will come into your world so you will find out what a giant of a human being you were created to be. But I didn't know that. Thank you. But I didn't know any of that. So I prepared to quit. I went over to school for the, uh, the school for the blind kids for what I thought would be my last day. I got there early and I met with the principal and I said, look, I'm going to have to drop out of college. 
I can't come here anymore and volunteer to work with Christopher. This will be my last day because I just can't make it. Well, I didn't know they dropped Chris off early that day, and Christopher's standing outside the open door to the office hearing this whole conversation. So as I went out to tell him goodbye and tell him I loved him and tell him I hoped someday somebody else would show up and spend some time with him, he turns to me and says, yes, you can. And I said, no, I can't. And he says, yes, you can. I said, no, I can't. And he said, yes, you can. And as I was preparing to explain to this poor, ignorant, uninitiated, uninformed four-year-old child how that this is somehow different, kid. This is not like learning how to tie your shoes here. This is like going to a major university. As I was preparing to explain that to him so he would understand, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Stovall, either get up and do something with your life or quit lying to this kid. Because if it works, it works for tying your shoes and climbing the stairs and finishing college and creating lives and careers and businesses and lifestyles and destinies that are worthy of you and worthy of your best efforts. And if it doesn't work, let's quit lying to people. Three years later, I graduated from that university with honors and two degrees. And that same week, I had the privilege of my life with what little vision I had left. In fact, one of the last things I ever really remember seeing was then seven-year-old Christopher climb three flights of stairs, turn and sit on that top step, and tie both of his shoes. Thank you. And, and that's the person, that's the person that's impacted my life the most. It's not the movie stars, the athletes, the millionaires, the billionaires. It's a four-year-old child that came into my life for three years to teach me the unadulterated wisdom of the ages, which is quite simply this. No matter what the dream is inside of you, the answer is always yes, you can, because that big dream would not have been put inside of you if you did not have the capacity to achieve it. Thank you. About six weeks after that miraculous day when Christopher climbed the stairs and tied his shoes, Chris died of a brain tumor, which was the condition that had caused him to lose his sight in the first place. And as I was attending his funeral, one of the other teachers said to me, you know, isn't it a shame we'll never know what he could have done had he been given a full life? I said, wait a minute, hold the phone. He has made his contribution because anything I do from this day forward, I owe to him. And they tell me I have shared that story now with well over a million people, just like you and I are talking right here. And many of them have done what a few of you are going to do, which is use Christopher's example as a platform to examine your life, examine your business, examine your goals, exercise your right to choose, make a quality decision, and sit right there in that chair and forevermore change your life by changing your mind. It's just that simple. Because when Christopher died, it was almost like he had a will. He left me a few things, and I'm going to leave them with you as I close. Christopher left me with the certain knowledge that there's no such thing as an insignificant person. If God ever created an insignificant person, it would have been Christopher. His whole biography would read, lived to be seven years old, learned how to tie his shoes and climb the stairs. That was everything he had to recommend him, but he has changed the lives 
of millions of people around this world. Christopher left me with the certain knowledge that there's no such thing as an insignificant relationship. They're all critical. They're all important. When you understand that connectivity, the way we're all put together, you'll understand that you don't have the right for one day or even one moment to be anything less than the best you can be, and you'll understand that mediocrity is the most selfish pursuit of any human being. And see, there are people in your world, some of them are at the end of their rope, your friends, your neighbors, the people in your business, the people that ought to be in your business, and they're at the end of their rope. They're trying to decide whether or not their dreams can come true, and in the final analysis, they won't do what I talk about, they won't do what I write about, they'll do what you do. You don't have the right to be anything less than the best you can be. Christopher left me with the certain knowledge there's no such thing as an insignificant day. Every day's a gift, every day's a joy. You don't think so, you take it from a guy right here and now who thought he would spend the rest of his days, including this one, stuck in a 9 by 12 foot room. And finally, Christopher left me with the certain knowledge that there's no such thing as an insignificant moment because every moment of every day of the rest of your life, including this one right now, holds within it your key to greatness, which is your ability to sit right there in that chair, drag out the biggest dream you ever had in your life, exercise your right to choose, make a quality decision, and forevermore change your life by changing your mind. That was Jim Stovall. His website is jimstovall.com. You can watch today's talk on YouTube. It is called Day 11, The Power to influence. Hope you enjoyed today's talk. We got Denzel Washington on the show tomorrow with Throwback Thursday. I will see you then. I'm out. Peace.